Well, last time I was up here preaching, uh, I don't know if you remember or not, but I didn't have much of a voice, and so I'm excited to preach, and you actually be able to hear me instead of pretending like you hear me and nodding. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for this uh, this word of God that God has presented to me um, because it is it's been working in my heart, uh, and I and I think that it's uh, I think it's going to. It's graduation Sunday, and so I, preaching with our graduates in mind, um, and, but this isn't just a message for our graduates, right? Um, the same truths that apply to our graduates apply to all of us. And so um, uh, we're, we're going to be talking, we're not going to, the scripture I'm going to use isn't maybe a typical graduation Sunday scripture, um, but I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good message. Um, so check this out, believe it or not. I used to be a teenager. Yeah, crazy, huh? And it really wasn't that long ago. Young people, it wasn't that long ago, I promise, right? Still, not, still haven't hit the 30-year 30, 30 mark yet. Um, so it wasn't that long ago, but I was a teenager. And when I was a teenager, uh, I did kind of, I guess what you'd say most teenagers do. Um, I tried to create a name for myself. I was, I was a young teenager, and, and I, wanted, I wanted to create a name for myself. Now, interestingly... The name that I wanted to create for myself was Chris. You're like, your name's Josh, it's not Chris. I know that. But I wanted my name to be Chris. Now, let me explain that. I had an older brother, and his name happened to be Chris. Uh, Chris had a a, a very good friend, and his name was also Chris. Um, And these two were a couple years older than me, and I wanted to be just like them. I was was young, 12, 13-year-old teenager, Thought I was wanting to make a name for myself, but I was really wanting to make a name for myself that was my brother's name because I really, I really liked them and I really liked hanging out with them and I wanted to do what they did and I wanted to be like they were. Um, and if I'm honest now, looking back, it probably wasn't such a good idea. Um, <laughs> um, Paul and Terry, you know, <laughs> you know Chris and Chris, and uh, and it wasn't they weren't the they weren't exactly the best role models. So this idea of making a name for myself to be Chris was not a good idea. And it led me to some places that I didn't want to be. It led me to do some things that I, I'm not really proud of. And I, it's not what I wanted to be. Um, but it's what I did. I was a young teenager and I wanted to create a name for myself. And I got a little bit older in my teenage years. Uh, and, and I started to want to make my name not Chris anymore, but I wanted to make a name for myself. Like me, my name. And so um, my buddy, his name is Farmer Doug. Um, that's his real name, Farmer Doug. Like, it's, it's on his birth certificate as Farmer Doug. Uh, he was a farmer, and his name was Doug. So uh, Farmer Doug and I, we were really good friends. I've talked to the teens about Farmer Doug. We, we were good. We, uh, we were really good friends. And, and one time, again, Farmer Doug and I, we wanted to make a name for ourselves. And so we decided we're, gonna, we're just going to throw this, this epic field party at, at, at his farm. Uh, it's going to be great. We're going we're gonna to get the whole high school to show up. And so we did it. We, we threw this party, and... Uh, the whole high school sh- showed up, and people who had gra- in my hometown, people graduate and they just stay there. Like they don't go anywhere, right? So they stay there. So we had people who showed up who graduated six years before that. Everybody showed up, and it was great, just like we had planned, and we when we wanted to make a name for ourselves. And then, like the next day or two, I was thinking back, and I had this thought that we had all those people there. It was a great time. Everybody loved it. I don't think anybody knew who threw the party. <laughs> I tried to create this name for myself, and nobody remembered who threw the party. 
It was a, it was a failure. I, but isn't that, isn't that what teenagers do? Um, create a name for themselves. Like they're finding their identity and create a name for themselves. But let's not just pick on the teenagers. Isn't that what we do? Right? Isn't that what we do? Like we, we try to create a name for ourselves. Maybe it's, it's in our work, it's in our, it's our job, it's our schooling. We try to, we try to create this name for ourselves. For teenagers, it's kind of, it's scientific, right? Like on the, on the psychological development, uh, development of adolescence, that's where they land. Like it's scientific that in that stages, they are discovering their identity and they're trying to create a name for themselves. Um, so so it, it is, it's scientific, it's not just this thing that we're making up, but teenagers are trying to figure out who they are, creating their own identity. But I don't think that it ends after you are not a teenager anymore, after you exit the adolescent stage. We do it, right? We create a name for ourselves. We want our name to be great. And if we're real, if we're real honest, sometimes it leads us to things that we're not really proud of. Um, sometimes it leads us to things like walking all over other people, or, or we call it bullying, right? We walk all over, over people in order to make ourselves look better, right? If we can make them look a little bit lower, then we can make ourselves look a little bit better. Um, maybe we sell out to, do, sell out to things to make, uh, to make ourselves look better, to build up our name. Uh, so we sell out the things that we, we said we'd never do, we never want to do, we don't want to be that person, but we sell out to make ourselves look good. Um, maybe it's teenagers, maybe it's hiding behind the disguise of social media in order to make yourself a little bit, look a little bit better than you feel in real life. Because when you're on social media, you can be who you want to be, right? Adults, no worries, this isn't just a message to the teenagers. We want to create a name for ourselves by being the best at our profession. Right? We want to rise through the ranks of our, of our profession at whatever cost. Uh, and I, as I was preparing for this uh, over the past few weeks, um, this was kind of real in my life. If I'm, if I'm not careful, this temptation is very real in my life in the youth ministry world. I'm tempted to want to make a, a great name for myself in the youth ministry world. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's some youth ministry gurus out there who, you know, if you mention their name to any youth pastor, they're going to be, oh yeah, I know him, and well, I don't really know him, but I know of him and how great he is, and I've read his books. There's a, to me, it's a temptation to, to, to want to be, to want to create that name in youth ministry. This, this, as I was preparing for this, this past few weeks, uh, an opportunity came about for me to, to lead something, um, and as I was considering it, God kind of punched me in the stomach a little bit, and I, and I had to check myself, if I was to do this, the reason that I would do it would probably be to make this name for myself, to kind of get my name out there and, and to be recognized. Kind of a gut check when that's what you're preaching on in a couple of weeks, right? But adults, maybe sometimes we also use the same disguise of social media as the teenagers do, because social media is not just a teenage thing, right? How many of you are on social media of some sort? Oh, I know there's more than that. Okay, thank you. Well, I can find you. I know how to find you on Facebook. <laughs> Do we sometimes use that same disguise of social media to maybe look, make it look like our family has it all put together? We don't post, we don't post the messy stuff on, on social media, right? We want to make ourselves look good. Graduates, 
You guys are right in between these two. You're getting ready to take the next steps to prepare for your future. And you have great hopes of being successful. And that's a good thing. You should have hopes of being successful. Success is a good thing. But with that hope of success comes this very real temptation to make a name for yourself. You have this great opportunity for a fresh start. Like, you have this opportunity to build your name from scratch. Right? Like, it's all new. It's all fresh. You want to be successful. And so that temptation is there. I am going to make myself great. I'm going to make my name great. But this isn't a new problem. This isn't just something that we here in 21st century America face. It's not new. The, the problem is all throughout the Bible. So we're, we're going to take a look. Again, I said, I had said that this, this story isn't really a graduation story in the Bible, but, but I think the truths in it are, are solid. So we're going to be reading in Genesis chapter 11. Uh, so if you want to flip there and follow along, uh, it's a very familiar story. Uh, it's the story of the Tower of Babel. Genesis chapter 11, we're going to be reading verse 1 through 9. It says, Now the whole world had one language and a, and a common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come, let us, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. The Lord said, uh, if as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. So we have this, um, we, we have this, this picture of, of these people who wanted to build a city and, and, and a tower in the city. But this isn't like, this wasn't uncommon, right? So in this culture, this was a pretty common thing, to have a city and then a tower in the center of it. And the tower was called a ziggurat. It was just this, this massive tower in the middle of the center, of the, the town center, and it was built to the heavens or to the gods, right? And it was, it was like the center of attention. So like when you went into the town, the ziggurat was what you saw. It was the center of town, the center of attention. So this isn't a new thing. Um, so I don't think that, you know, when we read this and we think, why was God so upset and why did he destroy it and, and confuse the language? I don't think that the tower itself was the problem. Um, the ziggurats were, were pretty common. I don't think the tower was, was the problem. I think the problem was found in verse 4. Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. See, they wanted to create a name for themselves. It wasn't that they built a tower, but the reason for building the tower was because they wanted to make a name for themselves. As I was thinking of this, I was saying, well, why, why would they want to make a name for themselves? And, you know, other than we want to make a name for ourselves, and, that, and that's, that's, that's the way we work. But I think that, I think that the people that were building the Tower of Babel, they forgot their name. I don't know about you, but I kind of remember my name. Typically, right? It's Josh. I don't forget that very easily. I hope you don't. If you do, I will remind you what your name is. We can all wear name tags. The reason for creating this tower to make a name for themselves, I truly believe that they forgot their name. What was their name? 
Her name was child of God. Right? These people were the children of God. They had this name, child of God, and they forgot it. And so they said, let's build this tower in the center of our town, and we'll build it so big and so extravagant that everybody can see it. Why? Because we forgot our name, and we need to make a name for ourselves. We forgot that God has called us children of God, and so we need to make a name for ourselves. I think it's the same sin that was in the Garden of Eden, right? Let's make a name for ourselves by becoming equal with God, right? We can, we can have the same knowledge as God. We can, be, we can be equal. We can have the same admirability as God. We can have the same name. We can be equal with God. I think it's the same sin that was the Tower of Babel is in the Garden of Eden. You see, this tower was a monument to themselves. Uh, they'd get other people to admire them. Um, they wanted other people to join in their movement. Look at this great city that we've built. Look at this tower that we've built. Come and join us. Come follow us. But isn't that temptation pretty familiar? For us here in 2015, the temptation to be admired, the temptation to get people to follow us, the, the temptation to make ourselves look good, to look up to us, the temptation to make our name great, make a name for ourselves. Isn't that a, that's a pretty familiar temptation. But they already had a name. They didn't need to create a name for themselves. They already had a name. And it's the greatest name that anyone could have. Child of God. In Genesis 12, 2, uh, just a, a chapter later, uh, it's an interaction with Abraham. And we kind of see this idea of a child of God in this, this great name. Uh, and God says to Abraham, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. It didn't say, Abraham, you're going to do all these things and then your name's going to be great, right? Because of all the stuff that you did. What's it say? God said, I will make your name great. God will make your name great. Not the, not the accomplishments, not the things that Abraham would do, because he did some pretty cool things. God said, I will make your name great. Why? Because of his great faith in God, right? He was righteous. His identity was not found in the things that he did, the accomplishments that he, that he made. His identity was found in being a child of God. Abraham remembered his name, and God said, I will make your name great. And that was the same name that the, the people who built the Tower of Babel had. They were called child of God, but they forgot it. They forgot their name. Here's the really cool part. We, here, Marysville Church of Nazarene, we have that exact same name. We have the greatest name that's ever been given to anyone, ever, that ever could be in the history of ever. I don't know if that made any sense at all. We have that same name, child of God. 1 John 3, 1 puts it this way. What great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And then I love that the verse isn't done there. He adds this on, and I love it. And that is what we are. As if to say, don't forget it. We're children of God. That is what you are. 
God lavished his love on us. And he called us children of God. And that is what you are. Don't forget it. Don't worry about a name for yourself. Don't worry about your successes, your achievements that you need to do to create a name for yourself. Don't worry about that. You're a child of God. But we get caught up in so many, so many things, so, so, so much trying to, to make this name for ourselves. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of stuff that we have to go through. Like there's a lot of stuff that trips us up. And as I, was, as I was studying this and reading it and thinking, and I had my, my teenagers in my mind and, and graduates, and I thought of the things that, that trip us up, that get in the way of this, this remembering that we are children of God. And all the things that we struggle with, I think we can trace them right back to this identity issue. This trying to create a name for ourselves. We got to look good for our friends, right? We don't we don't we don't want to look bad for our friends. We got to look good for them, so we do do some things that we don't want to do that we shouldn't do in order to look good for our friends. We got to look good on social media. Again, I don't want the bad stuff out there. I want the good stuff, right? I want it to look like I'm I got this together. We got to look good on social media. Uh, we got to make a name for ourselves again by bullying others, belittling them, making them a little bit smaller so that we can be built up and make a name for ourselves. Um, being someone who you really aren't behind the protection of this, right? Like when, I'm, when my identity is found behind this, my identity can be whatever I want it to be, right? You don't, you don't know. It's, it's what you're seeing through your, through your iPhone or your computer. Being someone who you really aren't behind that protection, Graduates, you're moving out from this protection of your mom and dad and your family. Um, the protection's not there. You're, you're out on your own and you're, you're creating this new name for yourself. And so maybe you just go a little bit crazy in your first few weeks because you want to start off on a good note, making your name right. You're going to a Christian college. I wish I could tell you that you were exempt from that temptation, but I... I went there, right? I went to one. The temptation's still there to make a name for yourself. And so you do, do a little bit that you said you never would. You go a little bit further than you ever said you would do. Do things that you, you don't want to do to make a name for yourself. I hate to break it to you, grads, but college is a little bit harder than high school. <laughs> a little bit, right? It's a little bit harder than high school. So maybe there's the temptation that, ah, I studied and I just don't get it. Maybe I'm just going to cheat just a little bit. No one will ever know. I've got to keep my grades up. I want my name to look good. I've got to create a name for myself. I want mom and dad to think that I'm doing really well. So we just cheat just a little bit to create that name for ourselves. If you're going into the workforce, let's be honest, you're starting out as the low man on the totem pole. <laughs> right? You're the low man in the workforce, and so the temptation is to do whatever it takes to, to work your way up the totem pole so that you're not the low man anymore, and you walk over people, and, you, and, you, and you, you hurt people in order to get where you need to go. Adults, the same temptation. Rising through the ranks of your profession, being, being the best at your profession, whatever the cost. No matter how many people you have to walk over, no matter how many people you have to hurt, we get there. Adults and teens... And kids, because we have the kids in here. 
What if we're trying to create a name for ourselves in the name of religiosity? Or doing everything that we can to make ourselves look like the best Christians that we can be. Right, we don't want to miss a Sunday morning service because then it won't look like we're as good as Christians. Or, or we've we got to serve so it looks like we're, we're really good Christians. Things that are good, but is our motive so that we look like really good Christians. To create that name for ourselves. As I was writing this and, and thinking of this, the thought was, why do we settle for these names that we create for ourselves? Why do we settle for them? These names that we create for ourselves based on our accomplishments and the things that we do, why do we settle for them when we have the greatest name that anyone could ever have? We are called children of God. Why do we settle for these names that we create for ourselves? So as I I was going through this and this idea of child of God, I what does it mean to be a child of God? What are some of the benefits, if you will, uh, of being a child of God? And I, and I was looking through and I wrote, I wrote a few things down. The first one is forgiveness. Romans 5.1 says God delights in forgiving his children. Uh, Micah 7.18 says that God delights in mercy. When we're children of God, we have God's forgiveness. And that's a great gift. We have God's forgiveness. But it doesn't stop with forgiveness. Right, because God wasn't satisfied with just saying, Josh, you're forgiven for all the stupid things you've done in your life. You're forgiven for your sins and, and we're good and we just go on. But God said, no, you're forgiven, but you're also reconciled. In other words, Josh, you're forgiven and now I'm making it just as if you didn't sin. He restored that relationship with his children. You're not only forgiven, You're reconciled as well. You're made as if you didn't sin, as if we went back in time before you ever sinned. That's pretty cool. So as children of God, we get get forgiveness, we get reconciliation, we get protection. Philippians 4.19 says that we we have have fatherly protection. As As a father protects his children, God protects us. We also have liberty. Romans chapter 8, 14 through 16 uh, talks about the freedom that we have. Um, one of the things I think we have freedom from is the freedom from having to live up to the standards of other people. As children of God, we don't have to worry about all the standards that the world sets for us. And let's be honest, there's a lot of standards that the world sets for us. There's a lot of standards that the church sets for us that we have to live up to. But the freedom that we have because we're children of God says... We don't have to worry about those standards. We're children of God. It's not about the standards that we have to live up to. Why don't we have to worry about those? It's because the next thing that we get as a children, as a child of God, Romans 8, 16 through 17 says that we are royalty. As children of God, we are royalty. It says we are co-heirs with Christ. Think about that for a second. We're not like we have almost all the stuff that Jesus has, and like we're almost there. No, it says we are co-heirs with Christ, meaning that all the power, all the grace, all the love that Jesus has, like we have that. We're, co- we're co-heirs. We're royalty. This kingdom is ours. We're co-heirs with Christ. That's pretty, that's pretty good. So, 
can we, and when I say we, I'm talking to myself as well, can we stop focusing on trying to earn street cred? If you don't know what street cred is, you can ask the young people. Street credit, right? Can we, can we stop? Can we stop trying to earn a street cred to make ourselves look good? Can we stop, young people, can we stop trying to get our vines to go viral so as many people as possible can see our vines? If you don't know what vine is, you can also ask the teenagers that. Can we stop trying to get 75 likes on our Instagram picture by tomorrow morning? And if you do, I'll post a to be honest or whatever you want to post. Because those are all things that we do to make our name great, to make ourselves look good, to create a name for ourselves. Can we stop trying to be the cool guy on campus, the cool new guy on campus? For me, it was stop trying to be Mr. Intramural on the college campus. I loved intramural sports, played them all the time. I wanted as many t-shirts as I could get. I got a few, probably wanted more. Can we just stop? Like just stop trying to create those names for ourselves. Stop trying to climb the corporate ladder. Success is good. It's a good thing to strive for. But when we walk over other people to try to create that name for ourselves, can we stop trying to do all the different things that, that make us look like we are these awesome Christians? Because we want to be known as this great Christian. Can we stop making that name for ourselves? Because here's the deal. When we make a name for ourselves based on this, this stuff that we do, it's constantly changing. Our identity is constantly changing. We talk about this in, with the teens quite a bit. When we find our identity in that stuff, in those names that we create for ourselves, it's constantly changing. Like right now, I'm youth pastor Josh, right? A few years ago, I was college student Josh. Before that, I was high school student Josh. Um, now I'm husband Josh and daddy Josh. Like when we find our identity in all of that stuff that we do and the accomplishments, our identity is constantly changing, right? But when we find our identity as child of God, when we remember that our name is child of God through all of those transitions in life, through all the ups and downs in lives, from moving to high school to college and then from college to a career, our identity never changes. Our identity is child of God. It's constant. It never changes. So can we just stop trying to make a name for ourselves? And can we live like we have the greatest name that's ever been given to anyone? We are children of God. Teens, can you be the generation that doesn't forget that, that their name is child of God? Adults, can we be the generation that shows them how to do that? Because they don't do this on their own. Right? We're not, we're not setting them up to do this faith thing, this walk with Jesus on their own and remembering their name. Can we be the ones to show them what that looks like in our lives and the way we live our life? I know that this message stepped on my own toes as I was reading, as I was preparing it. <laughs> because there were things in my life where I said, you know what, I'm doing this because I want to make a name for myself. So I've got to believe that maybe I'm not the only one who's kind of along the way forgotten what my true name is. 
We're going to, Amy, if you'll come up, Amy's going to play. We're just going to, we're just going to spend some time responding. Um, we respond to the word of God, right? That's our youth group is, is, that's our identity. We respond. We respond to the word of God. What if we stopped looking like Genesis 11 in the Tower of Babel where we've forgotten the name and so we have to create a name for ourselves? What if we stopped living like that? And what if we started living like 1 John 3 where we know, we remember that the Father has lavished His love on us. When I'm thinking about this lavished idea, I'm thinking of... When I'm making a piece of toast and I'm putting some jelly on, I don't just skimp on the jelly, right? Like, I lavish the jelly on. And that's God's love for us. Like, He doesn't skimp on the love for us and just slightly cover us in His love, right? First John 3 says He lavishes His love on us. What if we, what if we lived like we knew that and we remember that? What if we lived like we know that we know that we know that God calls us a child of God. And we know that that is what we are. What if we stop worrying about all the stupid names that we come up with for ourselves and we try to create for ourselves and we lived in the knowledge that God has lavished his love on us and we have the greatest name that anybody could ever get. We are children of God. Amy's going to play... Um, I would invite you, the altars are a place of sacrifice. Maybe we need to sacrifice the names that we've created for ourselves. But it's not just a place of sacrifice, it's also a place of receiving. So what do we sacrifice the names that we create for ourselves? And then we receive and we remember and we take seriously that we are children of God. Amy's going to play, I'm going to pray, I would invite you to come up and pray as well and then I'll close this in prayer.